I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I am your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Today on the podcast, we are continuing a series of interviews connected to the Great Resignation, a unique time in our nation's history when millions of people are quitting their jobs. And to be specific, over 11.5 million people have left their jobs in the last five months. I'm interviewing those who have left and been part of that great resignation and gone on to something new, exploring the whys, hows, and what fors. And I'm also interviewing some of those who have chosen to stay and looking for what their reasons are. My hunch is that a driving factor of what's behind the great resignation is that the pandemic has prompted people to take a much closer look at their work and whether their work has meaning for them, both personal meaning and professional meaning. Today on the podcast, I am pleased to interview Dre Lindsay. Dre is a debt and investment manager for Ramsey County here in Minnesota, and I heard about Dre's career change from a mutual acquaintance. And this person who is the mutual acquaintance is a longtime client and someone I trust very much. And she told me I had to interview him for the podcast and get his story. So given this rave endorsement I got of Dre, I have been really looking forward to interviewing him. So Dre, welcome to the show. Thank you. And hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, So you changed jobs in the midst of the pandemic. Can you give us kind of a quick thumbnail snapshot of your career leading up to your current role? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that question. Um, You know, I did a multitude of retail positions as I was younger and wanted to do something different. Right. And so I kind of fell into banking. Uh, Banking was something at the beginning. I'm like, okay, it'll get me through college. This will be fun and easy. But I really fell in love with that financial literacy component and the educational piece. And so I ended up actually being in banking for 14 years, which is phenomenal. I had such a good time. But I needed and longed for something different and more. Um, And so I ended up looking for different positions. And here I am at Ramsey County. All right. Well, thank you for kind of giving us that that snapshot. Um, So let me ask you about my hunch regarding finding meaningful work. And of course, to me, meaningful work can look a lot of different ways. And it can look different to different people. And some might want the flexibility to blend their work and their family life. And others might feel strongly called to do work for a certain type of organization. And still others might have personal values that they want to align with the type of work that they're doing. So we can cast that idea of meaningful work very broadly. And I'm curious to know, do you think meaningful work is having a driving force in this great resignation? And did it for you? You know, It's interesting you say that. And something that you said that resonated with me was that it can be large and scale macro and micro, right? And so for me in my particular position that I I had left or, you know, um, 
one of the things I thought about was what is meaningful work to me? Um, and it was this big, ultra huge goal that I was like, okay, I have to make it. It has to be this huge thing. And it reminds me just as a caveat, when my grandmother used to say, just slow down, you know, like you're okay, slow down. Um, and I did that. And when I did that, I became more present and aware of my values, what I valued at that particular time and going forward. And so meaningful work for me was something that I could continually engage in um, and something that resonated with me and uh, so quote on like filled my cup, right? And so um, I knew it was finance and I knew it was numbers and I knew it was engagement in people. Um, and I found that in my current position. And I think that as I did so, I found a sense of a belonging and worth within that environment. And so it has been a beautiful thing and it's been a wonderful thing so far. So I love the sage advice from your grandmother. And for that to come up so early in our conversation is so cool. So she she's telling you slow down. So do you feel like the pandemic gave you a chance to slow down? I mean, most of us had just more time on our hands because we weren't commuting and we weren't you know doing many of the things that were sort of the regular trappings of our daily lives. Did you find yourself slowing down during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. I mean, I took up different hobbies that I thought I would never take up, like baking and different cooking and recipes and running. Um, but what it allowed me to do is be present in my career, right? And it allowed me to be focused in what I really valued and what I really wanted to do. Um, that slowing down allowed me to, to sense what I valued in my life and what I wanted to place my energy in, what where I wanted to spend my time, so to speak. That was family, it was friends. And one thing I did experience was this, in retrospect, looking back at how I'd lost that time. Um, the pandemic forced me and my experience to slow down. Um, I was in an environment where it was go, go, go. You have to get this goal. You have to train this person. You have to get to your next step of your career. And the pandemic told me, hold up, wait a minute. Grandma was right. <laughs> and I need you to take a step back and I need you just to be present. And that's exactly what it did for me. Oh, that's that. So, and, and it's confirming my hunch. It's confirming my hunch that the pandemic is, I mean, for all the things that has been terrible about it, I think one of the things that is the gift or the silver lining of it is that we have, I think, collectively been forced to slow down and take a breath. And then as a natural consequence of that, we are examining what's important to us. And when we find things, whether drastically out of alignment or just an opportunity to make a shift that is more in true alignment, because it sounds, it, I mean, it sounds to me like you weren't, um, that, that your career before was, was fun and exciting. And I think there was probably a lot of high pressure in the world of retail banking that probably made it very exciting and probably also kept the adrenaline going and you were always looking to the next, to the next, to the next. And then again, here we have this pandemic that forces everybody to slow way down. And then you saw something different for yourself. Absolutely. And that was well said. I mean, in that environment, it was, and it was a collective experience with my peers and I, we all felt the same way. We all were like, okay, we can't take a day off. We have to continue moving and grooving. We have to continue going to the next step to be on top, right? But being on top, the pandemic just showed me, isn't as important as what we thought it may be. Um, and being there and being present, of course, we wanted to do well, and I wanted to do well, right? But it taught me something different, that being present and that sense of presence, presence 
an acknowledgement of oneself is stronger than exerting oneself to the maximum, you know, potential, what have you, um, to maximum limit, excuse me. And so it was definitely something that it, uh, this pandemic taught me. And like you said, out of all the horrible things that occurred and that are occurring, one of the, the silver linings is that it's forced me and my circle, my, my, my crew, um, my tribe to collectively slow down and hold each other accountable to that. Mm-hmm. So are there others in your circle of, you know, friends, family, your close knit group, your tribe who have made career moves as well during this time? 100%. 100%. I can't count how many people have had this almost light bulb moment. And it's like, wait a minute, I've been stressing myself, pushing myself, spreading myself so thin to do what? To, to be in that same place I was for years. It's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm going to go somewhere where I can have that work-life balance um, and something that I, I enjoy and that I'm passionate about, whether it's micro or macro, right? It's like, I want to engage in this and I want to have that work-life balance that I can I can uh, be happy with and satisfied with as well. So I will say from what I know about work, public sector work, you probably are going to get and probably have been experiencing more work-life balance than maybe you did in that retail banking setting. But I want to throw in, you know, for some of our listeners who maybe don't quite understand the nuance of what you stepped into, you stepped into public sector work in county government in one of the largest counties in Minnesota during a time when how government money is spent is more important than ever, given all of the economic repercussions of the pandemic. So uh, you stepped sort of away from one kind of high stress job and maybe you have more work-life balance, but it seems like you potentially stepped into this other uh, very important work from uh, from the standpoint of being a good steward of public dollars and making sure that people are getting what they need and distributing federal money and all the things that must go into county government. So am I right on that hunch? And how is all of that landing for you? Yeah. When I, when I, let me tell you, when I stepped into this position, it was a whirlwind. It was completely different than the private sector and completely different than banking. And I'm, I'm glad I had my uh, year's worth of banking experience because it's assisted me in this, in this position. Um, but private is definitely different than public. And I got in this position knowing what I was going to get into. I knew I had a stronger link to the community because that's what I enjoyed with my last job. Um, But I didn't know the gravity of the work that I was going to do and how it can impact um, hundreds of thousands and millions of people. And so it was something that as I got into the position, um, it, it illuminated why, and again, this, this connection, right? It illuminated the reason and the importance of stepping back and understanding to being present that this pandemic has given me uh, a gift. And I hate to say it in that way, but like you said, silver lining is something for my personal life that it's given me um, out of all the turmoil and chaos, but it's allowed me to step into this position more appreciative. And I was before, but more appreciative of what I do for the community. And so it has been such a whirlwind, but such a wonderful ride. And I'm so excited that I'm here. I'm excited. I'm going to be here for a very long time. So those who hear this from Ramsey, I will be here. (laughs) Not going anywhere. And I continue to do the work that I do. 
<laughs> well, and if you have a, st- a strong track record of, you know, 14 years on a particular trajectory, so, you know, we'll, we'll just assume that you're here for, for 14 or so. <laughs> yeah, they'll get, they'll get over a decade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, and you confirmed my hunch that, you know, there is some real gravity to the work that you're doing. And can you talk a little bit more about how does it feel personally to step into this role where you absolutely have the opportunity to do all those things you were just saying in terms of having such an impact? Um, I can see that part of that is um, certainly exhilarating and, um, and makes you find meaning in your work, but it could also feel like a lot of pressure. And I guess, how does it land? You know, absolutely. I When I first got there, because I got there this year and um, things are different. They're different for everybody. And I think it's important to take this space to acknowledge that, right? Like I think as you migrate or as you transition to a new job in a current pandemic, there's a lot of things that are different. Training looks different. Engagement looks different. You know, you can't, be there face-to-face, giving someone a hug, handshake. It's all very different. And that was a challenge for me. Um, I am an, uh, an extrovert at heart, very core, <laughs> quintessential. Um, one of the only ones in finance like that. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I don't think there's a lot of hardcore extroverts in finance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so it's, it, it was a journey for me, though, the transition. And I found it a little difficult if I'm going to be vulnerable here, um, knowing that there were things that I didn't know and so much that I had to learn. But the key for me moving forward was that notion of being present, stepping back and taking my time and providing myself some grace, room for grace that I know that this pandemic has taught me to. If I take that same notion, that same learning that was applied to me when I had my previous job and I learned at the beginnings of this pandemic and apply that to both my transition and in my current role, um, that becomes a lot easier. It became a lot easier for me to engage with work and to learn. And I have an excellent leader that has continued to tell me and continue to, to, you know, improve on this experience and space and also encouraged me to um, have grace for myself. So, Mm-hmm. That's really helped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. And you know, as you mentioned, this is bit it's it's different for everyone. So I my next question here is a kind of a two-part question. So the first part of the question is, you know, as somebody who is uh an extrovert in an introvert's world, uh an extrovert in finance and onboarding during the pandemic. And onboarding um, I want to talk about onboarding first. Like, how has the experience been for you onboarding during the pandemic? And then kind of as a follow-up. I also want to know how it has work from home landed with you just in general throughout the pandemic, whether that's in your, you know, former organization or now, or now. Yeah. So, you know, onboarding was great. Like I said, I have an extraordinary, I have actually extraordinary leaders who engaged in that process, whether it be on different platforms, um, video chats. Um, there's this thing that uh, my leader encouraged me to do, which was virtual coffee chats. Um, so getting to know different people, whether it be new, um, new orientation, new employee orientation, different meetings, just randomly reaching out to people and asking them for 30 minutes of their time. Um, and that's really created strong relationships and established strong relationships for me, which I really appreciate. 
Um, onboarding is different though. At that time that I was being on board, I was like, I just need people, please. I just want to talk to somebody. Um, and went a little stir, <laughs> went a little stir crazy. Um, but I had to understand um, that we're in a different environment, right? And so I take the wins, I take the the time to get to know people, and and you know, virtually um, right now until we get to a point where we can collectively meet um, and, and engage with one another. So. That has been uh, wonderful. And then what was your second question? I'm sorry. Oh, the second question was about, you know, work from home just in general. How has it gone yeah. for you, especially as an extrovert? Because in it's been my, uh, I've both heard anecdotally as well as seen in the research that people are just having such wide varieties of reactions to working from home. Some love it because they love the focus time and they love to be able to work without the interruptions of maybe people stopping by their desk regularly. And other people uh, can't stand it because their their you know colleagues <laughs> became their work friends, became their real friends, and they're missing their friends and they maybe live alone. And so, just a whole variety of factors can can I think impact one's work from home experience. So my question is, you know, given all of that, how has work from home been for you? And what have some maybe even if you can give us any specific strategies that have worked well for you throughout this time. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it was a challenge. Um, like I, I said earlier, I, I love being around people. And actually, when I first started this job, it was optional to go into the office. Um, they recommended work from home. And when I tell you I went into the office every single day for weeks hoping to see somebody <laughs> <laughs> and when I would see someone, I'd oh my gosh, hey, how are you? They're like, uh, who are you? I'm like, <laughs> so it was so much fun, but it was so funny at the same time. So again, what I did was um, engage with coffee chats. I gave myself some time um, every week, a specified amount of time to engage in those practices so that I can fill my tank, right? My social tank, so to speak. Um, the other thing I did was give myself permission for grace. So it was like, okay, well, if someone canceled on me, I was like, oh man, they didn't want to speak with me versus, oh, they may be really busy. You know, we're all dealing with things. We're at home. We have, some of us have kids, partners, you know, we have pets and things of that nature. And we have different responsibilities that we need to, to engage in. Um, and so giving myself and my colleagues that same amount of grace was important for me just so that they knew they had the space. Um, because I think one of the challenges was, uh, at least for me, was, okay, well, I'm at home now, I'm working, I have to prove myself, I have to work more, I have to do this, I have to overexert myself just to show that I'm doing quality work when in all actuality, that's not true. Um, and it's counterproductive to the lesson I learned at the start of the pandemic. So I really had to check myself, hold myself accountable to that. And so for those who are struggling, I think, permitting yourself some time throughout the week to engage with colleagues, knowing that you have the space to do so um, and providing yourself grace um, in that space, um, I think is really, really important. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, 
or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. I think that's such wise advice because when you think about when when we were all co-located, it we thought nothing of stopping at the coffee machine while we filled our coffee cup and shooting the breeze with a colleague for five to 10 minutes. And in fact, that was a very important work activity, even though we maybe didn't think of it as such at the time, but it was building, you know, it was weaving the social fabric that kept the organization together. It was creating trust and we get to know one another and then we can lean on each other in those moments where we need to maybe ask for a special favor or ask somebody to turn around a piece of work really quickly for us. And, um, and, and so I really appreciate that you're creating those opportunities. And I think that's really useful advice for so many people, because I think that, you know, I'm using the proverbial air quotes here, but I think a lot of times people think that's wasting time to call up one of their colleagues when they're working from home and their colleague is working from home and talk about, you know, their son's flag football game or their mother's recent surgery or whatever the topic of the day might be, or just even have the, how are you conversation? What's new? How are you doing? And, um, and I think it's just so important that we remember that that's not a waste of time. In fact, that's a very valuable work activity. Now, of course, if you're doing that, if you're filling all of your days with that all day long, <laughs> then of course we can label that a waste of time or not being productive in our jobs. Um, but I think it's just so important to remember to do that. And I like that you said that you've carved out like a specific amount of time that you're allocating to that every week, just like we're you know, we carve out specific amounts of time to do other kinds of activities in our work. And we just need to be a bit more intentional about it in this environment to create those, create and sustain those relationships. Absolutely. And I, I've had the opportunity to meet a plethora of different people from different departments that have a link to finance, but no direct link. And I've heard some phenomenal stories of individuals and as you hear these stories of individuals, for myself, I gain a greater appreciation for all that we are collectively going through. It's not easy for all of us, right? But there is, when you have that 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 semblance of hope and connection with your peers, because you work with them, it almost is like you all are family. You all become a family or friends or you know, close colleagues. And it's like when you have that collective experience where you all are hopeful that things get better and moving together, it makes the experience much more uh, durable, and it makes you uh, easier to navigate, position yourself easier to navigate uh, those experiences. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, let's suppose that someone else is, you know, tempted by the great resignation that is upon us, and they have taken the time to do the reflection and to do the deep personal work that it sounds like you have done, and many of your uh, close knit friends, family, tribe have done. Um, but the person, let's say they think it through and they're thinking about actually leaving their current role. Um, any words of wisdom or advice for somebody who might be in a similar situation to where you were a number of months ago? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think and I've I've thought about this throughout my experience. And one of the things I I, I didn't do at the, the onset of me looking for another job was believing that I had the skill to do so because I was in that industry for so long. So I thought, oh, man, you know, I I've been in, in banking for almost 14 years. If I go to this industry or that industry, they may not look at me. They may think that I'm just doing this just because. 
But really, we all have some transferable skills. We all have a skill set that can be applicable to different jobs. So if you're looking for another job, I encourage individuals to write down that skill set. You may be surprised at what you write down. If you have trusted individuals in your circle, ask them, like, hey, what skill sets do I have? Um, you may be surprised to hear what they say in a good way. <laughs> and then you can go ahead. <laughs> you can go and communicate that as you're getting into these interviews and what have you. Um, and look at a, a, a couple different options. Don't limit yourself to just one option. I think that's incredibly important. Know that you have the skill set um, and desire to do different things. And that doesn't have to be just for myself, for example, in banking. I'm in government now, you know? So it's like, who would ever thought? I, I wouldn't have two years ago. <laughs> uh, but I did that for myself and it, it was a really big help. The last thing I'll say is connect with any mentors that you have. Have a discussion with them, an honest, vulnerable discussion about what your desires are, what your opportunities are, you know, um, what even barriers you may be facing. They may have some insight and wisdom that you may not have had in the past um, or it can illuminate something that you may not see um, at that time. Oh, that's just great. I want to follow up on a couple of things that you just said. Um, yeah. First, that idea of this, the transferable skill set. I think that's so important for people to keep in mind, especially if it is the pandemic and this collective pause that is prompting them to reconsider some of, you know, what, what their next career move is and to not put self-imposed limitations on themselves, that mm -hmm. it's okay to move from one industry to another using that same transferable skill set. So I just wanted to, I guess that's not really a question, but I just want to reemphasize how important that is for people to really keep that in mind and to, I think, take the most strategic advantage of this collective pause and rethinking one's career and perhaps looking for more meaningful work and making, whether that's a slight shift in trajectory or a major pivot across industries. If you're not looking at where are all the places I could potentially use this skill set that I've developed over the years, I think then, yeah, you're probably selling yourself short. And you might find that you've got like same, same, but different in terms of like where you go next. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so to really, yeah, to really make strategic use of an inflection point like this makes sense to put all the cards on the table and all the different potential directions you could go in your career on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Right now is the time to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to dive into about what you just said is, you know, your um, your mention of mentors. And without getting into specifics, uh, although you can certainly share the specifics if you want to, can you just say a little bit about mentorship and because it sounds like it's had an influence on you. So what what could you uh, what can you say about mentorship and uh, yeah, either it's experience for you personally or what other people should be doing to pursue a mentor if they don't have one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I think about two jobs ago, uh, it was still in banking and um, I was a banker at the time, uh, wanted to be a manager, felt like I had the skills, the skill set. I was ready to go, ready to rock and roll, as I say. Um, and I had two individuals who saw that in me and I had a conversation with them and I asked them, like, what what is your honest feedback? And they told me that I could be a manager. And in two months, I became a manager. And so it was one of those things that as that as our relationship grew, I asked them explicitly, I'm like, hey, can you be my mentor? There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with asking that. 
um, especially if you have that relationship with that individual. And as time persisted, they helped me both professionally and personally through a lot of different events in my life. Um, and I really, truly value them to this day. And I still stay connected with them. The other thing I'll say is that having a mentor really creates a pathway um, for different career opportunities and networking opportunities. I think my being an extrovert, I love meeting new people. But for some reason, networking, because it had an element of strategy, um, my introverted friends, phenomenal. Oh my gosh, they were great. <laughs> they were great. And I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation to get somebody's business card. I'm going to see if they want to go have pizza. I'm going to see you. <laughs> so that sort of thing. But as I garnered that relationship with my mentors and they, they encouraged me and pushed me to that, I really saw the value of networking. And so um, having mentors that will push you uh, and make you a little uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but knowing that you have a trusting relationship and they have your back is critical. It is key to, to, to success and having a mentor because they will create those pathways um, and create those opportunities uh, for success. Excellent. And I just want to underscore one of the things that you said there is having that relationship with the person first, I think is very foundational and fundamental to having a great mentor relationship, because uh, I think it could be easy for somebody to just like, go up to somebody they barely know and say, will you be my mentor? And that's, gonna be, that's <laughs> mostly going to fall flat. I mean, first might feel a little bit flattered by it, but and unless they know why, and unless there's a, you know, again, a firmly established relationship in place, then it's really easy for them to say yes, especially if they're already believing in you. Like, it sounds like your mentors have been, you know, they've, like you said, they've had your back and they believed in you when you asked about, you know, do you think I have what it takes to be a manager? And they said, of course. And then like in two months you were in that role. So of course, <laughs> they, they saw it in you. They had confidence in you and they helped you see that in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. So we are going to wrap up soon, but I have to circle back to something that you mentioned at the very top of the episode which is you said in the in the midst of the pandemic, there were all these different things that were vying for your attention, new hobbies and such. And you mentioned baking and cooking. Do you have a special dish or a particular thing that you mastered or that you really have enjoyed making throughout the pandemic? I have. So I, I, I'm a cook, but I've tried a lot of like different recipes and bolognese is a recipe that I have uh, mastered and it takes hours. <laughs> Something, something that's a challenge for me. I'm like, I, I want it now, right now. But it's been, it's been, it's been a ride. And you know, I've had my friends taste test it first. Uh, they were definitely my guinea pigs, and they said they enjoyed it. So, and I trust them. I tasted it; it was good. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's the recipe. If I had to pick it, all any other. All right, the bolognese that is going to simmer on your stove for the better part of a day and then be absolutely yes. delicious. Oh, fantastic. Oh, fantastic. All right, well, thank you so much, Dre. It has been my absolute pleasure to sit down with you today and talk about your personal experience with the Great Resignation and what you value in your work and how you're choosing to navigate your career in these unprecedented times. This has just been a blast. Yes. Thank you. This has been phenomenal. I've had such a good time. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you are welcome. I can't wait to see all the good things that you do for Ramsey County and, and where your career goes with the county. Thank I'll you. Be, I'll be following. I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Dre. Thank you.
All right, everybody, take good care. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.